Welcome back to Just Giants with Grump and the Cranky Fan, the best damn podcast for the best damn football team. I am your host, the Football Grump. With me, as always, is Mike, the Cranky Fan. Welcome to a daytime, a very rare daytime recording. Yeah, Grump, I had to uh, come back from the from the pool down here in sunny Florida, where now it's finally Florida weather again. So um, it's nice. nice we're uh, we're enjoying some normal winter weather, I'd say. This it's like forty degrees and sunny here. Yeah, this is our last show of 2022, and then uh, we'll be together on New Year's Day for the game up in the Meadowlands. Looking forward to it. It the New Year's permitting, of course. Uh, yeah, um, it's been kind of like a New Year's tradition. It feels like I feel like we've had a New Year's Day game or a new like. It feels like frequently we've had this game, right? Right around New Year's weekend. Either it may not be necessarily on the first, but. Uh, Definitely right before we get back to work, we um, we get one. Unfortunately, tradition's been it's been completely meaningless and has been thirty. Well, that's the thing. We're, people we're in, the, in the stadium, so this is, this spending is a a holiday weekend is one of like fifty five <laughs> people at the game, right? Uh, watching an exhibition match, essentially. <laughs> uh, not the case. Sunday, January first, at MetLife Stadium at one o'clock, the Giants have the playoffs on the line. A win-and-in scenario. No other things need to happen. In fact, they can get in even if they lose, I believe, on some scenarios, if the right team loses as well. But, I mean, it's it's the last home game of the year. Even if they make the playoffs and, and win a game or two, it's unlikely they'll have another home game this year. You'd want to win this game. Oh, I mean, you want to go in. You well, wanna, I mean, that's you a stupid statement. You want to win every game, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you want to build momentum. And I think, you know, you, your point a couple of weeks ago, which, you know, makes more and more sense, is that you teams need confidence and they need momentum going into these final stretches. And, you know, for all the goodwill after beating Washington, you know, and the kind of annoyance more than, you know, feeling shitty about how you played against Minnesota, you all of a sudden then lose to a really bad Indianapolis team. That really... You know, that's not the way you want to head into, you know, a potential meaningless game against Philly in the, in the playoffs. So let's just win, get this out of the way, feel good about it by ourselves, make Week 17 completely meaningless. And keep and, rolling, for that matter. And keep rolling, sure. I mean, they, they had a decent performance against Washington. They had a great performance against Minnesota that unfortunately is, is wiped down the drain due to uh, a, a bad screen pass and an insane kick. Uh yeah. And, and, you know, you take that performance, you, you turn it into a win, and, and here you go from there. Now, I'm interested here. So the Colts are an interesting story, and I think most people know it, so I'm not going to recap the whole thing. But, I mean, how weird is it that they've, they've fired a head coach, they hired an ex-center who's a, a, allegedly the drinking buddy of the owner, and he comes in there. I think they won the first game, and then they're, uh, they've lost the last five. Um, this is, you know, this ownership for the last 20, 30 years seems like everybody's just on a bender and just making moves at three in the morning, like they're drunk dialing their old girlfriend or they're just, uh, hey, let's go steal a car. I mean, that's why I feel like... This is a very interesting statement considering the recent things that have happened with Jay Gruden and with Urban Meyer <laughs> not being associated with this organization. Exactly. Yeah. But, <laughs> but just like, you know... You have these crazy press conferences from, you know, this owner and the owner's dad going back, you know, 
Let's go even back to when they moved out of Baltimore in the middle of the night. They're just a, they're just a bunch of weirdos, and they just kind of make very odd decisions. And you know, hiring Jeff Saturday is right up there on that list. Uh, before we get into the game and discussions about the game, I'm just curious: Do you see Jeff Saturday as the head coach next year? No. Yeah, I think gonna, it's I think so weird because it, they didn't just hire. It. it was like such a fiasco that they had to come out and defend it, and like they, you know. And it's like you're coming out and defending essentially an interim coach is even weird. You know, as insane as some of these owners are who think they don't care what anybody thinks, these are billion-dollar organizations. And believe me, there are they're doing focus groups and they are testing with their season ticket holders and they are basing on like what uh, uh, their um, sponsors say and everything. And that went over horribly and this team is a mess right now they need a good coach to stabilize this ship and write it and they need a name so i would not be surprised if somebody you know a, a halfway you know famous interesting name becomes their coach next year but they're not going to go into next year with this this clown you think it's going to be sean payton i i would definitely say sean payton is you know one of two or three probable landing spots for him do you think Sean Payton goes somewhere where there's not a quarterback in place? Uh, yeah, because, again, you don't hire a guy like Sean Payton for one year. And True. if you don't have your quarterback in year one, well, maybe you draft him in year one, you know, at the end of, end of year one. So I always hear that from people. It's like, well, there's no quarterback there. Well, I mean, certain, certain coaches know that they're a hot commodity and, commodity and they can have a job at any time. First of all, a coach like Sean Payton has enough money where he does not need to work anymore, so he can wait as long as he wants. He's also got this, this network gig in the meantime that's giving him some fuck you money at the time. But he can sit around and wait for the right situation to arise if he feels like it. So I'm just curious on your thoughts based on yeah, what can, you see from his personality, his ego, etc., he can, but coaches coach, and you know I mean, the rare, rare exceptions like the John Maddens and the the Tony Dungies who, you know, and, and I thought John Gruden too. Like once they get in the booth, they're never coming out. But coaches always want to coach. Dick Vermeil, another guy who was in the booth forever, but he still had that itch and he wanted to go coach somewhere. So I think that you know if it's the right situation and the right money's thrown about and the right amount of control is given, you know. They can go anywhere. Um, and I, again, I wouldn't be too concerned about, you know, they don't have a, they don't have a quarterback this year or have a first-round pick this year. You're hiring these guys thinking they're going to build this team, you know, for the next four or five years. Yeah. Uh, it, it's definitely an interesting – it's one of the rare non-conference stories I'm interested in going into the offseason. I honestly could give a shit about the AFC for the most part when – we're rebuilding our franchise. You know, I mean, like right now, I got to worry about the Giants first and foremost. Uh, but I'm definitely curious to see what happens in Indy this this off season. Um, but but circling back to the game now, so we we just went over how bad of a PR move it was to bring Jeff Saturday in and and just the mess of the organization. Um, how do you feel generally about this game? You feel like this is a, a game that's winnable, correct? Oh, just in, in a word, this is this is winnable. Should win. Yeah. Okay, so that's the general consensus, but I'm seeing a real level of confidence. I think that might be recency bias, where the Giants just went to Minnesota and battled to the last second against the number two seed. At the same time, the Indianapolis uh, threw like three interceptions in like the first half with a new quarterback again, 
who's an old quarterback who probably shouldn't be playing anymore. Um, and I see this sentiment going around that the Giants should continue to sit Adoree Jackson, Aziz Ojolari, Leonard Williams for this game. And I wonder if you feel that confident about this game. Absolutely not. I mean, you know, I on a scale of 1 to 10, how much I think one team can beat another team, I'm never going to give anybody a 10 because this league is too wonky. And there are, you know, upsets happen more than you think. So I would never say I have 100% confidence that the Giants would beat Indy. But I don't know. I mean, this team is, you know, it played well last week. It played well against Washington. But we're still... You know, kind of a fringy playoff team that's, you know, starting a rebuild and has pretty lots of depth issues all over the place. We have starter issues in some places. Yeah. Exactly. The entire so, wide receiver room has starter issues. I mean, what if, if the argument is we're resting people for the playoffs, I mean, we are not a Super Bowl favorite. It's not like we should rest these guys so we can make that run to go through, you know, San Francisco, then Philly, then Minnesota, and then, you know, go to the Super Bowl and win. We're, no, I don't think anybody's even considering that or think that's a realistic possibility. So resting guys for what makes no sense. It's also a whole other week until the playoffs. Of course. Like, if you really want to rest guys, why wouldn't you win this fucking game? That's it. Make sure you're in the playoffs, exactly. then rest them if you We're feel like in. you need it. I mean, we got a lot of help with uh, with with Detroit and Seattle losing last week. That gave us a lot of breathing. And I didn't expect either of those. Oh, no. I didn't either today, to be very honest. So, uh, and I needed a lot of people. But, you know, let's just let's just get in. You know, the easiest way to not worry about, well, if this happens and that happens and this team wins and this team ties and this team, you know, does whatever, is you win your game this Sunday – and then you sit back and you relax next week. You know, that, that Philly game could be completely meaningless to Philly or it could be very meaningful to Philly. We don't know. But why put well, it in there? Dallas is only a game back. Yeah. And also, they still they still want to wrap up the one seed, too. Yeah. So, I mean, again, if they, they win this week, week 17 is meaningless. And then, fine. But there's the potential it's not. And if you fuck around today and you're resting guys and you lose and you have to worry... And rely on Philly. We saw what Philly did when they were at full strength. Does anybody want to do that again? With with everything on the line? Not me. Not me. So I'm 100% with you there. I, I think this is a game that they can win, that they should win. And if they're going to be in the playoffs, and if they're going to say they're a playoff team, they need to win. Um, and and I, I know they can get in even if they lose this game, but that is the most ass-backwards falling your way into the playoffs there is. Um I don't understand. First of all, first of all, I don't understand the idea of just sitting all three guys. How about a? Let's treat each guy's injury independently. Let's start right there. Let's not give a blanket treatment like this is that easy. Also, um, maybe you can give guys a smattering of snaps. Now, I for one don't want a Dory Jackson who has not been playing for several weeks now to come back in his first game be the most meaningful game of the year. In that it's sure. a playoff game. I don't want him to be knocking rust off in the playoff appearance. I'd rather him shake the rust off beforehand 
and and get some reps under his belt. I mean, there's if he's cleared to play, why not have him start the first quarter? And if this is such a fucking winnable game, that we should already have the lead. Then you can kind of sit him and bring him in in certain packages here and there. Let him get his feet moving, that sort of thing. I, I think it's nonsense to say such a blanket statement. I'm not, I'm not trying to call it Lawrence Tynes, but I'm seeing he said it, and then like 55 other people said it right after that, and I was like, this needs to it, chill it, out. It, it, it's a it's a weird arrogant bravado this team has not earned and is not worthy of you know okay if you're philly that's one thing if you are kansas city that's one thing we are neither we're not even close let's take a second let's let's take a second to actually talk about what indianapolis is because i i did a brief recap and i think that's all everybody else did oh they lost the last five games oh i saw that last game because i knew they were the next team and they were playing it and nick Foles was terrible okay here's the last five games okay you ready you tell me if this sounds like a horrible team philadelphia 17 indianapolis 16 pittsburgh 24 indianapolis 17 now, this one I'll grant you, but if you watch the game, you know that there was this was like an end-of-game mess. Dallas 54, Indianapolis 19. Minnesota 39, Indianapolis 36. And then that Chargers game, 20-3. Those are not massive blowouts. In fact, those are all pretty good teams. Some of them are very good. Te- three of them are very good teams and mostly close games. I mean, you can make a case like that's kind of us saying, well, we almost beat Dallas. Well, yes. Well, we almost beat Minnesota. Well, we almost beat X and Y. So Exactly. Tried, I do not understand Washington. where this like big dick energy is coming from with confidence with this team. They, this is following a loss. I understand that they played really well, and it's a number two seed, and it's the best they've played in a while, and Danny looked really good and whatever, but they that's still lost. That's the giant fan base and the giant media, you know, Giants media. It's, you know, it's either this is the worst team of all time or the greatest team of all time. There's no in-between honest look. And now everybody's feeling themselves because, <laughs> I, I mean. Because I, we yeah, lost. I, I don't I, understand I kind it. Of, I think I might have mentioned it on, on the last show. I said, like, there's a little bit of a vibe of after we lost to the Patriots in that undefeated year at the Patriots right. that we were feeling good about ourselves. Well, that was a team was already in the playoffs, and we thought we were pretty good. And that was the best team of all time. This is, you know, clearly that, not the best team, number two a lot team. Of people think it's a paper two seed right now. So right. Let's not get crazy about what an accomplishment it was to lose. Exactly, and, and most of these things, like the Dallas game, even the Chargers game, those were the two biggest blowouts on that. The only, the only two games that were a more than one score loss for Indianapolis in that five game losing streak. Um, a lot of just offensive miscues. Their defense is pretty fucking good. In fact, it's not that far off from ours, which we feel our defense is way ahead of our offense, right? Yeah, I'd say that. Yeah, it's the same story with them. And not for nothing, I know Nick Foles looked like shit last week. Like, even the non-picks were dropped picks and, and things like that. That was Nick Foles' first game back in how long? Do you think he's going to be that rusty again? He also got like a six-game notice or six-day notice that he was going to play that game. So the playbook—not that he doesn't know the playbook—he's been there. Whatever. You get my point. Like it's—it's not like he was mentally prepped for weeks or physically prepped for weeks to be starting. He probably should have been. I don't think he was. He's also—he's. All of this, like, I'm not hyping him up. I'm just saying I don't expect him to be that level of hot garbage 
two weeks in a row. Now it can happen, and it, it might could be happen. Garbage, but not maybe not the hot garbage. We but saw. yeah, but remember, the, even the hot garbage they lost twenty to three, and that game I think by like the middle of the third quarter was still like fourteen to three or something like. It's still very much. You know, yeah, that's a pick six away from being a one-point, a one-score game. This score was closer than the actual game itself. Even the Dallas game, the Dallas game was, I want to say, like 21-19 in the middle of the third quarter. I know it ended 54-19, but for three fucking quarters, Dallas fans were had clenched assholes. So, <laughs> I, I do. I, my my main point is, I do not understand where this level of extreme confidence that we're going to be sitting three all-stars on our defense no way i'm not sitting anybody that doesn't that that's medically cleared this game is well just, just i'm ready to pull them if needed we can pull them oh if we're up 21 nothing sure yeah just if the weather conditions are going to be a little you know a little dicey and it's it's a slick track well then we consider it but right but those are different factors as a meaningless game this is not a bowl game this is not a week 17 game this is a you know, we haven't clinched anything yet. Got to get this, in. This is the clinching game. This is arguably the most important game of the year. Yeah. So I, I don't get this. Now, we can talk a little bit about the – I mean, we'll, we'll, I, we'll keep it pretty general because I do think that this is a win. And I, I think that there's, there's ways they can win. They have to keep playing the way they played last week offensively, aggressive, downfield, let DJ drop back. It's going to be harder because, in my opinion, this defensive front is better than Minnesota's. With Quiddy Pay and DeForest Buckner is insane on the inside. Yannick Ngakwe, I like Franklin at linebacker. Stefan Gilmore is a really good corner. This Buckner isn't a bad was, defense. Buckner was everywhere last week in that Monday night game. He was everywhere against Dallas, and that's. Do we think we are Dallas on the offensive line? Because I don't. Negative. I I am cringing at the thought of DeForest Buckner in our interior. Which interior lineman do you want lined up against him? I can't think of one guy, at least two on every play. Yeah. Um, and we're just not good enough to have to allocate those level of resources to a, a guy who's not really like all pro or anything. Right. Um, I don't think that this is going to be a super easy game for us to just stack points. I don't no. think we're hitting 30 points in this game. Um, but I do think that the game plan is going to be relatively the same. I, I like the idea of throwing the ball to Barkley out in the flat rather than trying to cram him up the middle. I don't think that shit's going to work. Um, I like the idea of letting the pass set up Barkley. Let let them have to worry about DJ's arm. He's got a good arm. It, it's okay that your receivers are a bit shitty. They're good enough where the scheme can get them open and they can catch passes to open up and let Barkley take over the game because Barkley is your weapon. Um, and I, I like the idea of using Barkley in the second half when they're winded. You know, when they're on their heels, you put the ball in your best player's hands and he's rested. I like you that plan. Those things we saw early in the year, like in the Tennessee game and, and in the Baltimore game was the second half is where he did his most damage. The Minnesota game even recently too. So get back to doing that. And the Washington game. Remember, he ripped off those like That's four right. those four duo runs that were like ten plus yards in a row. That's right. Um, I like that plan offensively, but I I do think it's going to be tougher sledding. I, I think we're going to be hearing boos early in this game. If I'm being totally honest, I think Giants fans are coming. This is this is my Twitter might have changed my perception of what Giants fans are really thinking right now. I could be wrong, but I think Giants fans are expecting this to be a steamroll to win and get their spot, and it's not going to happen right away, I don't think. I think what happened was 
when you went back five or six weeks ago, I mean, the beginning of this big run of games we had, you know, when it started with Dallas, Philly, two Washingtons, Minnesota, they said, oh, there's the break. It's Indy. That's the one game we know we can win out of all of those. And you, the people stuck with that narrative and that thought through these six or seven games and maybe haven't taken a peek of what Indy really is, but they just know that Indy isn't Philly. Indy isn't Dallas. They're not Minnesota. So now we're here. We're at that game. Oh, here's our gimme game. And oh, maybe Philly may not play everybody next. They just realized that like a week or two ago that they may not care about that week 17 game. So it's like, oh, we'll just win this game. And then we got next week could be a gimme and look at us. Uh, away we go. So I, I think that's where a lot of this probably came from. Yeah, I, I think you're 100% right. But that is such insane amnesia considering this is a team that can't seem to fucking punt correctly. Yeah, well, I mean, this is a fan base that, uh, you know, is, in spite of the last decade of, you know, infertility and infertility? No. Nah, there you go. It'd be very bad. There'd be no more giant fans. <laughs> um, you know, a, a futility and just this team sucks, this team sucks. Just back to the way it was in, you know, 1992. Like, this team is great and, you know, we're great. So. It's okay. Twitter, we love you, Giants Twitter. No, don't ever change. But. Yeah, it, you might be right with the infertility as it's been like a metaphorical ball kicking since 2016. Ugh. It has, hasn't it? How are you guys doing down there? <laughs> no um, response. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah. Um, so I think where the Giants are going to make their money in this game, and that's, you know, really keep them in it is defensively. I think the defense is... I know what Justin Jefferson did last week, but that's Justin Jefferson and also Kirk Cousins was just kind of throwing blind uh, against the Blitz, and I don't think that strategy is going to work the same. Quentin Nelson isn't even having a good year for Indianapolis. The whole offense looks like crap. Um, But again, Nick Foles is a savvy veteran, and the things that trick the younger quarterbacks, I don't think that's going to work on him. Really, they need to be attacking his mobility at this point. I agree. Um, and and I think they will, and I think it's gonna cause a lot of problems. He takes, he's gonna take a lot of sacks. He's, I don't think he's gonna fumble too much, but I could see him throwing into bad situations a couple times in this game, and that's I gonna have to show up. Well, let's let's see where they are on second down most of the game. If there's a lot of second nine, second and tens, second and elevens, I'm gonna feel great. If I see a lot of second and threes and second and fours, even. That well, that's the, that's the thing is that their running game is pretty good. I mean, their right. run blocking isn't great, but they have a good running back. Um, and that's if point. we don't score points to make them have to throw the ball early, we could be – again, I'm, I'm foreseeing early boos at the stadium. Uh, I think people think we're going to just – on the first drive, if we're not scoring a touchdown, we're scoring a field goal after driving 60 yards or something like that, and then we're going to stop them and get the ball back. Yeah, it, yeah no, yeah. it's not going to be like that, I don't think. And by the way, we didn't even do that to Houston. And who cares? Well, you know something? A lot of people haven't been doing that to Houston either. <laughs> well, Houston is the best, worst team I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know something? I don't care. Honestly, if we win this game by one or by 40, it's just just win this week. And, that's and how I feel. But I, I really, I mean, I know you were upset after the Houston game. You were more upset. This than is I different, was. though. This is different because this right. is, you know. This is the playoffs right now. It's, this is basically the playoffs. 
Right. And also, I, Indianapolis is doing a quarterback switch. Like, you know, there's trip-ups that can happen with this game. You know, putting in a veteran quarterback like Nick Foles, who had his shit game last week, I could easily see him having a bounce-back game where he doesn't look bad at all. You just see the limitations he has with his age and his mobility or whatever. Um, I can foresee that. Where Houston was just like, it's Davis fucking Mills. You know what I mean? Like, I, Right. And on top of that, that was like sort of the middle-of-the-year thing. The Giants were not on a slide yet. Like, that was like... That should have been... It's just different. It's different. I will not care if we win this game by one. That uh, might have been a game we could have been potentially overlooking, you know, as a, you know, as a coaching staff, as a team in general. But that's not happening today. I really don't think it will. I think I would, I would really question this coaching staff if that's the case. I would really start, you know, being very critical of what's going on through something like that. And also, I also don't think that's the case. I just. I don't either. They've done too many things this season to make me think that this season is not playoff or bust. If this season was playoff or bust, we'd have James Bradbury. We'd have Kadarius Tony. We have Kadarius Tony. We we would have you know, we would find some way to make it work with um, uh, Kenny Galladay. We we would do things to say you know we have to break out every possible option to win you know every game we can. And they've not coached that way. They've coached as this is the beginning of a journey. And good things are happening because of that first path, but they are not looking. They have an even keel and an even perspective of what this team actually is. And to their credit, I, I don't I, think they're all of a sudden going to get get silly by resting guys or, or doing things to jeopardize, you know, because they still want to make the playoffs for sure. And yeah, an ex, it's an extra week of practice. It's a, it's a, it's a makes the locker room feel good. It's something you can, you know. When contracts are up, you can say we made the playoffs. All those different things. So, so I, I've heard this right. sentiment before that, like, you know, I know you know this recency, uh, recent history here. But like, players say all the time that when you have a losing season and you don't make the playoffs, it really makes no fucking difference if you won four of your last six. There's no carryover. I do believe, however, making the playoffs after not going to the playoffs for four years. I think that that momentum might carry over. I think oh, that's something where you want it more, especially when you have a winning. Like normally, when you're talking about, oh, we won four of our last five, though we're on a roll. It's like, yeah, but you still had a losing record. Like, well, it helps two different groups in that locker room. I mean, it helps the guys that are rookies. It's, they don't know a bad culture. True. And it's like, oh, this is a winning culture. We make the playoffs here. And also for guys like Daniel Jones. You know, it's almost like a fountain of youth of like, you know, I have never seen winning on in this team. Oh, in or in college? Or in college. And I you know, there give them that moment to celebrate making the playoffs. And you know, you people may laugh that champagne may be pop for making the wild card, but tell that to these guys that have never been there. It's either with this team, other teams in the NFL, or to, to Daniel Jones ever since high school. And I remember a quote and I, I know that I'm comparing apples to oranges here a little bit, but I remember a quote from, I can't remember if it was Amani Toomer or Michael Strahan that was saying it to the 2007 team, specifically about the Super Bowl, so a little different, but there the message was, don't be satisfied with being here. Don't be satisfied with just getting here. You want to win. 
And that is a holdover from the 2000 team that got there, or 2001 team? The 2000, um, the 2000 season in the 2001 right. Super Bowl. Right, that got their asses handed to them by the Ravens. Yep. That's a holdover from two players who were there and got the shit kicked out of them, and they want to come back. Now, this is kind of different, but like just making it to the playoffs and losing there makes you want to get better and go back and redo that playoffs. I, sure. I wish we could redo this season. Now, with all the things that I know, I want to get back. I want to win. I want to win more. I never loved the loss and never loved it all. Yeah, but to not make the playoffs at all, that drive, having never been there, I don't think it's the same. I don't think that... that drive to push you to get to the playoffs for the first time is the same as the drive to get back into the playoffs sure sure so i think this is a i give me your i want to know what you think of how this game is going to go and then i'll hit you with mine this is going to be a, just a, a classic 2022 giants game you know the, the weather is going to be i think it's going to be kind of shitty right it's supposed to rain I, I keep seeing it change. The last time I saw for sure it was going to rain was a couple days ago, which is like a week before the game, so who knows how accurate. But it's either going to rain Sunday or Saturday, so it could be bad. Warm, warm but rainy. Um, you know, the Giants just don't score 30 points, so why would they start now? Um, I, I, wouldn't t- I don't take anybody for granted. I won't take one team in this league for granted. Too much craziness happens. Um, but, you know... The Colts are, let's be honest, they're kind of finishing out the string right now. You know, it's who knows if that coaching staff is going to be back next year. Who knows what that locker room is thinking? You know, who knows, you know, the respect level they have for that coach. They've been playing musical quarterbacks, and it's not the most exciting bunch to be playing musical quarterbacks with. Um, the Giants, this is, a, this is a referendum on them, on what have you done to this point? How much culture has changed to this point where – you know, you're not either looking ahead past this team or just laying an egg for a team that you should win. This is a team, just go in there, do your job, and win. No foolish mistakes. No you know, no running out the ball, you know, if, the, if a kickoff is nine yards deep, like we saw in the Indianapolis game. You know, don't do dumb things. No, don't celebrate and taunt after you get a first down. Don't do any of the stuff that's kind of held this team back before. Let's see the growth on this team. Let's let's go to Candlewick Diner at about 5.30 on Sunday with champagne in our hand after beating Indianapolis 21-13. I like it. You know what? That's a, that's a smart message too. Like you said, like just none of the dumb shit. Don't even celebrate. Just like, like getting a first down or whatever. Just go in there, take care of business, and then celebrate when you win. Um, I, I'm with you there. I, I think, I think this game is going to start slow. I agree with you. I think it's going to be a classic 2022 Giants game. I do not foresee us getting 30 points in this game unless we get two defensive scores. Which I again, I don't think Nick Foles is going to be as bad as we saw last week. I, I just don't think so. I think he's shaken off the rust. He's gotten used to the playing speed, and uh, he'll still be pretty bad. I think, but I don't think he's going to be absolute trash. Um, and I, I think that this is going to be a slow start that we kind of pull away. There's probably a big turnover or a defensive score or something of that nature that shifts the momentum finally fully into the Giants' control. And I agree. I think it's going to be something like 23-14 or something like that. Yeah, um, a fast game. 
Yes, I agree. I feel like, my God, there's four minutes left in the half already, and it's like, you know. I'm still eating my hot dog. 2.15, yeah. Um, real quick. Any, prediction, any predictions, Grump, on my flight getting there on time or not? What is your thought? Oh, shit, you're flying up that day? 7.30 from Tampa, get into Kennedy at 10 o'clock. You're flying into Kennedy? Do you need a ride, or are you just going right train, train, train? I am. Tr- we are Ubering to Penn Station, and then I drop off the cranky wife, and then I take the train to the Meadowlands. Okay. Um, it's supposed to land at what time? 10? I think 9.50. What is your prediction when we see each other in the parking lot? 9.50 is when you land? I might not see you till noon. All right, right? don't you think? Like, because by the time you get off the plane, get from Kennedy to Penn, then you got to rely. I mean, you got to hit that train. No traffic. Right. Think about it. New Year's morning. No, no traffic, but you got to get at the train station right when the train is leaving to really, you know what I mean? Like, you might have to wait twenty minutes, and then that's then that's a separate train from Secaucus. Yep. Which I mean, those run pretty frequently, but I mean, if you just miss it, you're miss you're waiting another twenty minutes. And then it's a ten-minute ride. Then you got to walk all the way over to the parking lot. I'm saying noon. I'm gonna go at twelve fifteen. I will see you guys in L seventeen. Okay. <laughs> um, or L sixteen. Where are we going? Sixteen seventeen. I, I I walk in that general area, and then when I hear the yelling, I know I'm in the right spot. We look for the snacks mobile, and I mean, usually are... snacks finds me and is yelling at me for being late, no matter <laughs> what time it is. So. There'll be some Bon Jovi playing. You hear that speaker just that or that or the uh, the Undertaker theme that's on repeat or whatever. <laughs> um, real quick around the around the NFC East, um, first place Philadelphia versus New Orleans. We they're they're at home, but I don't think Jalen Hurts is playing. Is he? I do not believe he is. How do you feel about that game? Is still a Philly win? Philly wins. I mean, Gardner Minshew. How much did they score against Dallas? I think Gardner Minshew coming in gets to play with a really good team. You kind of forget it's Gardner Minshew a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, that's my point. They didn't bring in, you know, somebody throwing with their left hand like this. So. No, 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 not at good, all. Good enough good enough to beat New Orleans. Yeah, I think so, too. I think that's a Philly win. It's pretty solid. Dallas we'll is... Rooting, we'll, we'll be rooting for Philly, too. Yes. We want, we want Week 17 to be completely meaningless. Yes. On all accords. Uh, Dallas is at Tennessee, so we are going to be rooting for Tennessee to keep Dallas away from Philly, right? That's correct. Yes. Um, how do you actually feel? <laughs> no Derrick Henry? I don't know about Derrick Henry. Is Ryan Tannehill playing? I didn't, I didn't see anything about him sitting, but I my dumb boss told me he might not play, and I haven't looked it up yet. <laughs> Let's hope your dumb boss does not listen to this program. <laughs> he doesn't. <laughs> I'm doing a quick search on the Google machine about Derrick Henry. So you don't get this production value in any other show, ladies and gentlemen. Um, what did you say about Derrick Henry? He is? He is... Will He, he is doubtful as oh. of 21 hours ago. Not expected to play as of three hours ago. That's a Dallas win. Yeah. I'm going down. I, I, I can't imagine Tennessee beating Dallas without Derrick Henry. No. And they're not they're not sitting shit, Dallas. Most interesting one, but least relevant, I would say to the Giants is probably Washington versus Cleveland. Uh, but this is Cleveland with Deshaun Watson. 
Well, wait, wait a minute. Have we officially clinched ending up finishing higher than Washington in a seed? I guess not. Yeah. So until that until that moment happens, I guess it, there is interest. Yeah, but kinda. I get. Uh, all right. Well, uh, also this is the Carson Wentz Commanders. Ooh. This is yeah. This is Carson's Commanders versus Watson's Browns. <laughs> sounds like some bad pickup game on thanksgiving day it might be yeah <laughs> um what do you think about that going back to wentz over uh foolish yeah in my opinion i don't remember what wentz is signed for but it's almost a guarantee even if he is signed on for next year it's a guarantee he's gone there's at least a slim chance that taylor heineke is like your backup next year just keep rolling with him yeah that's my opinion on it yeah but, I mean, I guess technically they're not mathematically eliminated. So if you think Wentz is the better guy, maybe you do that. But I, well, I, I, can't even, I can't even justify on a skill level standpoint going Wentz over Heineke. I think it's kind of your role with one or the other. At least Heineke seems to have the support of the team. Well, they're not going to be – I mean, they're going to be that third wild card. Not necessarily. Unless something really tragic happens. They lose their last two and – I mean, who could ca- – is that the Green Bay scenario where they? Green Bay. I mean, I think I think Seattle could still leap them. Seattle's only a game behind them. Yes. Couldn't so, Seattle win two and Washington lose two? And I guess it's theoretically possible. So they so they they definitely have a ton to play for. I mean, they they, they have a lot to play for. It's interesting yeah. to go Wentz, in my opinion. I don't yeah. really even. I, I guess I'm going Washington in this game, but I don't feel. Them. Do you feel confident about picking one team or the other? I feel like it could go either way. In this Cleveland game? Yeah. Not that I think Cleveland is good. I just... I think Wentz is bad. Yeah, I... I'll go with Washington because they need it more. But yeah, I mean, I think I feel the same Vegas way. On it. Yeah, no. But we've been questioning Ron Rivera kind of all year, right? Like, in-game decisions and coming decisions like this. I would say it even stretches to last year with some yeah. decisions he made, so... Yeah, I'm... And then you just put it under the guise of the the riverboat umbrella, and you're just like, hey, you win some, lose some with being a riverboat. It's like, well, sometimes you're just dumb. Maybe yeah, exactly. maybe sometimes you're just doing dumb shit. Yeah, if I'm hitting on you know, if I'm hitting on twelve or something. That's not being a riverboat. That's just being stupid. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I got I got nothing left for this. Anything else? Closing thoughts. Well, it's our last home game. It's our last tailgate. It's our last time most likely to see the Giants at home unless something really weird happens. happens. I think we just um, put our put ourselves in the in, in our place back in August and where we thought we'd be at this time this year and say this has been a very successful year. I isn't it isn't it wild that in his first year this isn't the same as like Ben McAdoo taking over the 2015 Giants in 2016 where there's a lot of pieces in place already you've you've got Eli Manning at quarterback and you go to you you, you're 12 and 4 in your first year but in Brian Dable's first year he takes a rebuilding team they trade away a recent a very recent first round pick they bench a big name free agent and they still make the playoffs that's nuts that is some wild fucking coaching I mean we're we're 52 weeks away from you know a, a kneel down on third down that well, it's a sneak, but okay, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I mean, we're also like, fifty-two weeks away from uh, a, a deli counter worker at playing quarterback. So yeah, exactly. So that's what I'm saying, though. For you know, 
one year removed from that, we are, you know, looking like not even only even being in the playoffs, but not even being like, you know, that last seed that just is squeaking in. We're yeah, actually- it'd be, considering we could have clinched last week, that would have been three weeks before the end of the year. That's nuts. Yeah. It would be. It was already an accomplishment to make a playoffs in the first year while rebuilding to oh, to do not, it before the end of the year. That's before Christmas, and not in the NFC East from two years ago where it was the biggest joke of all time. And oh right, yeah. Make it. We're talking about a division where all four teams are making the playoffs. Yeah, most likely. So that that that's just insane. And if it doesn't happen, you know, I don't want to put that juju out there, so I'll knock on wood here. But if it doesn't happen, it doesn't happen. But like. It's just wild that it's even possible. Sure. Very, it, it, I would say even like very possible. Uh, so hats off to this coaching staff, to Joe Shane, the team itself, on what has been a very enjoyable year of this show. You know something? You can even say hats off to the Maris because, yeah. you know. They, yeah, they've taken their share of licks. They've taken their share of licks, but they decided it was time because you know how loyal they were to, to Dave Gettleman. You know that the Joe Judge, you know, signing they wanted they wanted that to succeed. You you know you know they didn't want to cut bait after just a couple of years. So it took I don't want to make them out to be, you know, national heroes, but it, it took some intestinal fortitude to cut bait when they did and just cut bait and start over. You know, get your GM and your head coach on the same page, you know, starting the same time. So they deserve some credit too. You're you're absolutely right. Um, and this, this sounds like a, we just have the vitamin C song playing in the background here, but, uh, it, it's, it's still, um, we still have some games to play here. It looks like we're going to be in the playoffs, so we'll have plenty of episodes or whatever, but this is the last time we're going to see them. So this has been a very fun season of doing this show for the first time yeah. we've done it. It's, we, we, we talked about relevant football, the entirety of the season. Which is yeah, fantastic and fun. But I wouldn't say, you know, some teams are like, okay, they're going to make the playoffs, but it's not been a fun team to watch. Like, I don't get the sense of this year. No, this was fun it, as hell. I mean, at times, you know, there was some frustration, but, you know, this team doesn't score a lot of points. We've already said that, but... But sports are frustrating. We're yeah. passionate fans. You and I, if we're, if we're an 11-win team, one of those losses, you and I are pissed about. So, I mean, that's just part of it. It's passion. But this is not a this is not a a, a horrible team to watch. This no, is a team, you can see what they're trying to do. Frustrating at times. You don't have the guys necessarily do it. But I mean, I, I wish I could go forward in time and watch this episode from December 2023 and see what we're talking about. And that's what makes it exciting is we have hope going forward. I can tell you what I'm not going to do, and that's go to utahub.com slash Just Giants and check out the episode from last December and see what we were talking about. I'm definitely not going to do that. Um, Those episodes are worth it. Would be a good idea. Yeah. I would probably go back and uh, look at this a year from now and see how we felt. But but you guys should all just go to YouTube anyway and check out the show there. Recommend it to friends. Tell friends of friends. You know a Giants fan? Tell them about Just Giants. It's on YouTube. Easiest thing you can do. That subscribe button would be really fun also. Yeah. But I mean, you know, just spread the word. You know, I I know we have like the a, a core group of listeners. We'd like to expand on that. So, you know, a Giants fan, tell them about it. It's on YouTube. Easiest thing in the world to find. Just Giants. Send them a link. Whatever. But if they're not into YouTube, audio as well. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the major ones. Um, and we will see you all Tuesday morning.
celebrating a playoff berth. How about that? All right. We will see you all Tuesday morning. Until then, go Giants.